Hello and welcome to this first edition of the Free Flow Outdoors podcast. I will be your host, Andrew O'Neill, and being 2022 now, I thought the world could use another podcast. So this podcast will focus mainly on hunting and fly fishing within the Rocky Mountain West, um, particularly in Wyoming. I'm also planning on talking a little bit about some other states as well, um, planning trips out west, both hunting and fly fishing, application strategies, and hopefully we get into some interesting guests in the future. So we'll see what direction it takes us, but uh, for right now, my main goal is to just provide a some educational and entertaining information on hunting and fishing out west. So in that spirit, I would like to break this podcast down kind of into different series, kind of month by month, in which I'll have two or three episodes for each series. So this first series I'm going to do is going to be on Western Big Game Application Strategies. And the first episode I'm doing here is going to focus specifically on Wyoming. Uh, I just want to break down the whole draw system for big game, talk about preference points, party applications, and uh, give you some information on how to develop your own application strategies for Wyoming. And in the next two episodes, I'll talk a little bit about some other states and um, how to develop your own strategy based on your own hunting preferences. So before diving into our first topic here, I thought I would provide a little bit of background on myself and Free Flow Outdoors um, just for the first episode here. So I moved to Wyoming to attend the University of Wyoming in 2011 from upstate New York. And during that time, especially when I was in school, usually when I was supposed to be in class, I traveled all over the state and a few quite a few other western states, hunting and fly fishing. Um, when I graduated in 2015, I started Free Flow Outdoors, at that time Free Flow Motion Works, which was a uh, photography and videography production company. And I worked mostly with uh, hunting and fishing outfitters, product makers, doing all sorts of social media content, website videos, product photography, everything like that and in 2016 I got into guiding in Wyoming and have been a big game and fly fishing guide since then and now I have had the opportunity to acquire a brick and mortar location and we will be opening a archery pro shop and fly shop here in Laramie Wyoming starting in spring of 2022 so That is where we stand with Free Flow Outdoors right now. If you are in Laramie or coming through in the spring, be sure to stop by and check us out. But just a little bit of background on me and the company and reasons for starting this podcast before moving on and getting into our uh, big game application strategies. In what now amounts to six seasons of guiding and working with non-resident hunters and a lot of my own personal research on the matter, I thought Western application strategies would be a great place to start this podcast out. Um, Not to mention, since living in Wyoming and coming from upstate New York, where my wife and my brother are also from, and all three of us get a lot of messages from people back east um, just wondering what they need to do to get into hunting in Wyoming. How can they go on their first elk hunt? How can they go on their first mule deer hunt? Um... And it's never an easy answer. (laughs) If you've looked at draw systems at all out west, you can 
you see that they're very complicated and different for every single state. So I thought this podcast could kind of serve as an answer to those questions and just break down all things big game hunting in Wyoming. So I'll kind of break it down by species. I'll start with elk since that is the first application that's going to be due for non-residents on January 31st. And then I'll get into your moose, sheep, and goat, which will be due March 31st. And then I'll finish up talking about deer and antelope and then some miscellaneous stuff that is kind of pertinent, uh, party applications, point creep, and uh, potential changes that are going to be coming to Wyoming's draw system. So before diving into elk, I would just like to talk a little bit about preference points and how that all works with the different big game species in Wyoming. So Wyoming is a preference point state, which means the tags for all big game species are going to go first to the highest point holders, depending on what unit you're applying for. So for example, with elk, deer, and antelope, 75% of all those tags are going to go into the preference point draw and 25% are going to go into the random draw, which means 75% of the tags are going to go to the highest preference point holders and 25% are just going to be completely random. So you always have a chance to draw, but the more preference points you have, the better chance you're going to have. And again, that depends on unit. There's um, limited quota units are different. They all require different points for max points for drawing. Um, And right now, probably the main thing that I'll focus on mostly because it's probably the most accessible in terms of elk is the general units and right now they're taking about three to four points to draw so what that means is that applicants are putting in for three to four years or they're buying preference points only for three to four years and then jumping into the draw um, before they're getting their general elk tag now obviously there's people with zero or one or two points drawing every year in the random but to get in those 75 percent of tags you're going to need probably four points this year, I would think, to draw that tag. So, that being said, Wyoming is a state that takes your money up front when you apply. So, obviously with the random tags, you always have a chance of drawing with those 25% of tags. But if you do not want Wyoming to be holding on to $702 from January 31st until the draw results in May, um, you can buy preference points only. And to do that, you just need to make an account on the Game of Fish website. You can go into their dashboard and you can pull up all the different species that you can buy preference points for. So, for example, elk is $52. You can buy those points for three years and then jump into the drawing um, three or four years from now, and at which point you would have to front the money. That does, however, bring up the issue of point creep, which I'll go into a little more detail on later. But basically, it is the more applications you get every year, the higher number of points are going to be required to draw the general tag. So, for example, when I first came out here, it was a one to two point draw. You could, non residents could pretty much count on hunting elk in Wyoming every other year, or every three years at least. But as demand has gotten higher over the years that has just gone up so right uh right now 
And last year, I believe it was a three-point draw. And I would not be surprised to see that continue to go up. So just looking at this, for the general tags in 2020, there was 5,777 applications in the regular draw. And in 2021, there was 7,585. So you can see how those numbers will go up. So if you are just buying preference points and then jumping in at three or four points, just know that there's going to be a lot of other people doing that. And that can easily create a situation where all of a sudden the general tag will take five or six points. So just something to be aware of if you're going to try to get into hunting in Wyoming. It, it is getting more difficult and I don't want to speculate on the trends or anything like that. I have no idea if this will continue to grow up, go up, if it's a fad or, or what. But for the time being, it is taking more and more points to draw the general tag and um, limited quota tags for that matter as well. But that is a strategy if you're not planning on trying to hunt immediately or you know, a hunt is something that might be in your future in a few years. You can always go on and just build those preference points and uh, jump into the draw when you're ready. But just know that that does contribute to point creep. And I don't mean that in any accusatory way. I do the exact same thing in Arizona and Nevada. But um, there just seems to be a lot more demand for Western hunting in recent years. So everything's uh, getting a little harder to draw. But if you are looking to get into Wyoming and don't necessarily want to front all that money right off the bat, that is something you can do. You can go on and, and get those preference points. And non-residents can get preference points for elk, deer, antelope, moose, and sheep. So, whereas residents can only get points for moose and sheep. So, that will bring us right into the elk draw. So, elk is definitely what most non-residents seem to be interested in hunting. It's definitely what I get asked about the most. And it is the first application that is due for non-residents in Wyoming, and it's due on January 31st. So, trying to get this episode out in kind of a timely fashion before that, so you can kind of think about your strategy and, and what to put in for. Um, there's a few different types of licenses to put in for. I'll go over, I'll go over all of them, but I'm probably mainly going to focus on the Type 1 and 2 rifle tags and a little bit of the Type 9 archery tags because that, uh, that's what most people seem to be interested in. So your different types of licenses, and this applies to all big game species, but um, your Type 1 and 2 are typically going to be antlered or either sex, with Type 2 being usually a later or more constricted season, or it'll have some sort of area restriction. So, for example, if you get a tag in a unit that I-80 runs through, your Type 2 tag may only be valid north of I-80 or something like that. So, your Type 1 tag is usually going to be unit-wide, whereas Type 2 will typically have some kind of restriction. Type 9 is an archery-only tag, and you usually can only get that tag and you will only be able to hunt the archery season on that and there's really only a handful of units on the eastern side of the state anyway that have type 9 tags and that's always going to be a September season for elk and it's usually going to be about two weeks I think it 
most units it runs September 15th through 30th. So a little, definitely a shorter season there, but um, you might have a little bit better odds drawn that tag if you are looking just to bow hunt. Type 4 is an antlerless full price. So a cow-calf tag that will use up your preference points if you apply for it. So a lot of people like to try to put in for cow tags sometimes just to get out here and, and get their eyes on a unit. But you're not going to want to put on put in for the Type 4 tag if you're looking to hunt a bull in the future because it will burn your preference points. So that brings us right into Type 6 and 7 which is a antlerless reduced price tag. So the type six is a reduced price cow-calf tag that will not use your preference points. So if you are looking to come out and kind of try out a unit or just uh, hunt out west and, and you're fine with a cow tag at first, that's the one you want to go for because it won't burn your preference points if you draw it. And then uh, your type seven tag is is the same thing, just private land only. A note on your type 1 and 2 and 4 tags is that Wyoming is kind of unique in that we have an archery stamp. So you can draw that type 1 rifle tag and purchase an archery stamp and be able to hunt the September archery season. And for most general units, that's going to be September 1st through 30th, but it may be a little restricted in some units that have type 9 tags. So... If a unit has a Type 9 tag, for example, their season might be September 15th through 30th, so you may only be able to hunt a Type 1 tag with an archery stamp from the 1st through the 14th or something like that. But like I said, not a ton of units have that Type 9 tag. So if you're looking to draw a general tag and looking to bow hunt, there's definitely a lot of options with that archery stamp. And that's going to run $72 for non-residents. So just a quick note on the regular versus special draws here, and then I'll get on to some of my recommendations for zero to four point holders for applying in the elk draw. So in Wyoming, you have the regular price tag and the special price tag that you can apply for, and they're gonna break that up in the elk, deer, and antelope draw with 40% going into the special price applications and 60% going into the regular price applications. And all that special price application is, is just a, a tag that you pay more, more for to give yourself a little bit better odds, hopefully. Um, traditionally, I've heard that it kind of jumps you one to two points ahead of everyone, but that's not always going to necessarily be the case. I mean, you could have a situation where everybody just kind of gets fed up and says, screw it, I'm putting in for the special draw this year, and then all of a sudden that's flooded with applications and your odds aren't any better. So a regular elk application with a fishing license attached to it is gonna be $707 for non-residents this year, whereas the special elk would be 1,283. So not quite double, but pretty dang close. But that is always an option for you if you're sitting on one or two points and getting a little antsy and, and have a little money to burn or, or at least have a little money that you're comfortable with Wyoming sitting on for a little while you can jump in that special draw so that is kind of my general overview of everything with the elk draw um, and like I said earlier 
you have 75% of those licenses going into the preference point and 25% going into random. So that'll bring me into my recommendations for those basically 0 to 4, 0 to 5 point holders because pretty much if you're above that, you're probably looking at a limited quota unit and you've probably been applying for enough years that you kind of know what's going on. So my recommendations for anyone sitting at 0 to 5 points is pretty much going to be just to put in for a general. Um, there are some units that are limited quota that uh, you can get with four or five points, but it's really only a handful across the state, and I don't know if I could be convinced that they're going to be any better than the general units that are available. So my recommendation would probably be if it's in your application budget and you want to apply every year and you're okay with having that money, out there for a little while, go ahead and apply because there's 25% of those tags in the random draw. You always have a shot at drawing one of those tags. Granted, it's not going to be nearly as good as if you had four or five points, but um, if it's in your budget, I would say go for it. If not, if you don't want to spend that money every year, I would start purchasing your points and then when you get to probably three points, um, go ahead and jump in that draw for the general so just to look at some drawing odds here in the non-resident draw for general tag i'm on a website called gohunt.com again no sponsors no payment for me um, but this is just the website i use to look at all the different odds for different states and different units so it doesn't predict odds, but it shows you odds from the previous season. So last year, it was a four-point draw for the general elk tag. So I just plugged in here a non-resident in the regular draw with three points. And with that, you would have a 47% chance of drawing that tag last year. Um, if you were anywhere below that, basically zero to three was a 9%. So... Not terrible there if you want to jump in the random, but um, it is taking four points to basically guarantee you're going to draw that general elk tag. And based on the way applications went last year, if that continues, it's more than likely going to be five for this year. So just something to think about there when you're thinking about your elk applications. Um, Again, you always have a shot in that random draw. You always have a shot at drawing a tag no matter how many points you're putting in with. But if you want a, a little bit more of a guarantee that you're going to draw and something to plan around, I would probably hold out until you're sitting on four or five points to get into that general draw for elk. Plowing right ahead here to moose, sheep, mountain goat, and bison, which for moose, sheep, and goat, your non-resident applications are due February 28th, and bison are due March 31st. Now, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on this because max points for moose and sheep are anywhere from 21 to 24 points right now, and mountain goat and wild bison are going to be uh, random draws for non-residents and residents. So if you're just getting in on the ground level, the outlook is bleak, to be frank. But um, 
there are some strategies there, and Wyoming is kind of unique from other western states in that they give 80% of their tags for the big three to residents and 20% to non-residents, where it's usually closer to 90-10 for other states. So your odds for drawing a moose or sheep tag um, anywhere in the lower 48 are going to be pretty abysmal, to be frank. But uh, Wyoming as a non-resident is going to be one of your best options, to be quite honest. So... If you are getting in with zero points, I don't know if I can in good faith recommend that you start playing the preference point game because um, the tags that are getting allocated in the preference point draw are all going to max point holders, which is anywhere from 21 to 24 points right now. So translation to 21 to 24 years of applying. So I would probably recommend just getting in on the random draw every year. Um, Wyoming is a state that, again, holds on to your money, so that, that can be quite a bit of money to be have on your credit card for that time. It's uh, 1997 for moose and 2335 for sheep. So you do get it refunded if you're unsuccessful, minus some fees, but... The preference point only is going to be $150 for each species, and that's not going to do anything for you until you get towards max points. And there's already some talk of that system changing anyway, so if I'm a non-resident with zero points right now, I'm probably just going to adopt the wait-and-see mentality. And if I wanted to apply in Wyoming, I would just do so without preference points and apply in the random draw. Um, which is a good segue to Mountain Goat and Bison, which is a completely random draw for both residents and non-residents. So there's no preference points in play there. And your amount to remit for Mountain Goat is going to be 2177 and Bison is going to be 4417 for any bison or 2767 for uh, cow or calf. So definitely a lot of money to have out there, probably more than I would be comfortable with, but with Wyoming giving 20% of those tags to non-residents, um, you're probably going to have better odds than a lot of other states. So that kind of makes Wyoming one of the better states for non-residents to put into um, for the big three. So a little bit more at the end of the episode in the miscellaneous section about some of the changes that are proposed to be coming to this draw system but one of the big ones is with Wyoming doing 80-20 right now for the big three um, there's currently a push to get that more in line with other western states and have it be closer to 90-10 so if that happens Wyoming's probably not going to be the greatest option for the random draw um, it, I mean, it's basically going to be like any other state out west for putting in for sheep and moose. But for right now, it's a decent option if you're looking to do that. And um, your odds as a non-resident are going to be a little bit better, but most units are still going to be less than 1%. So not spending a ton of time on that, and I will get into deer and antelope now.
So antelope is one that I think is probably your best option for a first-time western hunt. I know everyone always wants to go for elk right off the bat, but antelope, there's a lot of units that a non-resident can draw with zero points. Granted, um, some of those easier-to-draw units are that way because they're made up mostly of private land, but there is a lot of uh, hunter management areas and access yes walk-in areas that you can apply for once you get your unit and have some options to hunt. So if you're not quite there on the points or not ready to put in for elk, I think antelope and deer are a great place to start in Wyoming. So same thing as elk, you're going to have 75% of those licenses going into the preference point draw and 25% going into random. But even in the preference point, both deer and antelope are going to be better options than elk for lower point holders because it looks like it was about a two-point draw for deer last year for a general tag. And antelope have no general units, but there are a lot of, uh, of the limited quota units that, like I said, um, you can get with much lower points, or zero points even. So, um, again, no sponsors, but I use Go Hunt to look around on that. And I can look at what units are taking zero or one points, and there's also sliders on there that can tell me what percent of public land there is. And, again, a lot of those easy-to-draw antelope units that are zero to one points for non-residents are mostly private land, but you do still have some options there. So you can go on Wyoming's Game and Fish website and see what kind of um, habitat management areas they have available and what permits you can get to hunt via the Access Yes program. And uh, there's also some options to pay trespass fees in certain, in certain units. But even still, uh, once you get to one, two, three points for antelope and deer, that definitely opens up your options for some a little bit better limited quota units. And once you're in four and five, you, you're pretty much guaranteed to draw a tag um, as long as you're not getting overly picky and, and trying to hunt the red desert or something like that. So that being said, antelope and deer are probably going to be my recommendation as a starting point for anyone getting in with zero points in Wyoming. And they're also good options if you don't want to start playing that preference point game and, and you just want to put in the random draw every year. You're definitely going to have a better shot at drawing a deer or antelope tag in that random draw than an elk tag. So definitely a good starting point for anyone starting out with applying in Wyoming. And um, a lot of these units are kind of butt up against some of the elk units you might be interested in. So I, I always think it's a good chance to get out here and see some country and uh, maybe combine it with a little scouting trip for an elk hunt in the future. So I know it's very tempting to come out here and want to hunt elk right off the bat, but uh, I always recommend looking at these antelope and deer hunts, especially, again, if you're uh, a pretty low point holder. So. So that will kind of wrap things up for my recommendations for putting in for different species. Um, just a few miscellaneous items here to, to kind of close out. First, on your preference points, if you're looking to only purchase preference points, you can do that from July 1st to October 31st on the Wyoming Game and Fish website. 
and they're gonna there's different prices for them Let's see here um, antelope for non-residents gonna be $31 deer is gonna be 41 and elk is gonna be 52 and then both your moose and sheep are gonna be 150 so if you're looking to only purchase preference points there's a separate period from the application period to do that from July to the end of October and if you are applying make sure that you know if you're unsuccessful you do not automatically get a preference point for that species you still have to go on the website and purchase it so I've, I've definitely heard some stories of people losing points over that so that is definitely something to be aware of if you're getting into building points in Wyoming. The next thing to maybe make a note on is party applications and that is an application if you're coming out with a group you can put two up to six people on a single application so your points are going to be average for that but that just ensures that if one person draws you'll all draw and you can all hunt the same unit. So again your points are going to be average for that so say you have two guys with two points and two guys with four points well you're going to have three points on that application and know that it is a single application it does not give you extra chances to draw so if you have six guys come in or something like that you're not going to have six names in the hat it's still going to go in just as a single application so with all of that, I will kind of close out here talking about the future of applying in Wyoming and some changes that might be coming. Nothing's really set in stone yet, but there's a lot of discussion going on with Game and Fish about some changes that people would like to see or we might see coming in the draw systems. So the first big one I talked about a little bit already is um, the moose, sheep, goat, and bison going from 80-20 to 90-10 for a resident, non-resident allocation. So that's obviously going to have an effect on non-resident draw odds and kind of put all those tags more in line with the other western states in terms of uh, a viable option for non-residents to apply for in Wyoming. So that's kind of the main one that's being talked about right now. Um, it, looks like it's getting a lot of support from residents but again nothing's concrete so just something to kind of wait and see on um, another thing that has been talked about quite a bit is changing the preference point system to a bonus point system or more of a modified bonus point system where instead of allocating tags just to max point holders it would be more like Nevada or Arizona system of bonus points where each point you have is squared and gives you that much more of an opportunity to draw. So that is actually a lot more beneficial to non-residents and resident hunters as well with lower points. So instead of absolutely needing to have 21 or 22 or 23 points to draw a sheep or moose tag you can have a shot at any point level and obviously those higher point holders if their points are squared are going to have the best opportunity still but that at least gives a chance to some lower and mid-tier point holders so that's one that I'm kind of hoping goes through but we'll wait and see on that as well but 
all of this has kind of been a reaction to just more and more applications in, in Wyoming and out west in general every year. So knowing that, there's kind of no time like the present to be applying in Wyoming. Again, I have no idea what this trend is going to be like. Is it just going to keep going up and up every year with applications or kind of kind of peter out? I don't really know. But if it is going to keep going up every year, it's just going to get more and more difficult to draw tags for both residents and non-residents out west every year. So if you're thinking about coming out west to hunt, now would probably be the time. So... We'll get into a little bit more of that in the following episodes. Um, we'll branch out to some different states and uh, talk a little bit more about how you can build an application strategy that's kind of centered around your own personal hunting style. I think a lot of people kind of just look at the top tier units in every state and just say, I want to apply there. But there is a lot of... Uh, kind of lesser maybe undervalued units in every state that people kind of overlook because they're not in Eastman's every year or something like that so we'll talk a little bit about that on the next episode and uh, if you want to stay up to date on future episodes and catch our blog posts that we put out as well you can follow us on all of our socials it's at free flow outdoors on Instagram and Facebook and you can also check out our YouTube channel, uh, which we have a lot of uh, hunting and fly fishing videos. And we're going to start putting up a little bit of instructional stuff on there too. And that's at Free Flow Outdoors on YouTube. And I'm going to really try to stay consistent with this whole podcasting thing. So I'm hoping that our next episodes are going to be out here in a couple weeks. And then from then on, I'm going to try to stay consistent with it and make it a bi-weekly thing. So keep an eye out for that, and if you have any questions on any of this, feel free to email me, andrew at freeflow-outdoors.com. Thanks for listening.